Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Polk County Today. Polk County Today is a weekly public affairs program that takes a longer look at subjects of interest in our area. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's Polk County Today. It's always challenging to care for a loved one uh, with Alzheimer's disease. And uh, there is a, an organization, the Alzheimer's Foundation of America, that uh, has something scheduled to help you out uh, in that type of a situation. Please welcome with me to the show the Director of Communications for the Alzheimer's Foundation of America, Chris Schneider. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Good morning, Len. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, I'm just curious where you are before we get started talking about what we're going to talk about. Uh, I'm curious uh, where you are hearing our weather forecast. I am calling from Manhattan. Oh. Not 63 degrees and sunny. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's right. yeah, <laughs> a little, little envious of you guys. We're getting into the 80s today. See, it's, to me, that's wrong because it's supposed to be winter. <laughs> well, definitely, it's definitely winter up here, so if you want to oh. taste of that, come on up. We're happy to have you. That's awesome. All right. Uh, so uh, tell us, uh, you have a, uh, it's called the 2022 National Educating America Tour, and you're starting that off uh, in Florida with a virtual educational conference. Tell us about it. So the conference is taking place on February 16th from 10 a.m. to 12.45 p.m. As you mentioned, it's virtual. You can sign up for it by visiting our website, which is alzfdn.org, and it's totally free. It's open to everybody, and it is part of our National Educating America Tour initiative, which is something we launched in 2017 as part of our 15th anniversary, and we travel to communities across the country to connect people with information about Alzheimer's disease and brain health and healthy aging and caregiving and all these important things that that people should know, especially if they have Alzheimer's in their life, as a, whether it's them living with it or caring for a family member. And this year, as part of our 20th anniversary, we've completed all 50 states, so we're going back out on the road again. As you mentioned, Florida will be our first one of the year. And again, it's free, and we invite everybody to sign up. Just visit our website, alzfdn.org. And so what kind of things will you cover uh, during this conference? Uh, you know, maybe... Uh, well, for me, for example, my mom had uh, I had dementia. I don't know if she was ever diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Uh, she passed away last September, but there were times when um, she didn't remember my name. But then there were times when she crystal clear would remember a story of when she was 10 years old. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. Oh, um, thanks. It, it's, it's never easy. Yeah. So, you know, you, you understand firsthand a lot of the challenges that families affected by dementia-related illnesses, whether it's Alzheimer's or another dementia-related illness, face. Mm. So this conference is going to have a, a bunch of different information. It's going to have information about how to strengthen relationships between caregivers and the person they're caring for, how to improve communication, uh, cultural awareness and dementia care, how you take someone's cultural background and cultural views into consideration as you're developing a care plan. There's going to be an update on Alzheimer's research and sort of where things stand and the progress that's being made. And then there's also going to be a, a brief session demonstrating music therapy because music is not just for entertainment. It can also be a therapeutic tool that can help with memory um, and mood. So we're going to have a performance by uh, a music therapist from Citrus County. And again, this is all free and, and open to everybody. Just visit our website, alzfdn.org, to sign up. Uh, and the music thing really makes a lot of sense because sometimes you might hear a song that you haven't heard for a long time and you, you kind of remember 
what you were doing at the time when you first heard it or, you know, what, what you were doing in your life when that song was popular. Exactly right. It brings you back to a, a time in your life and, and it helps unlock memories. You know, we do therapeutic programming and we would do, before the pandemic started, we had them in person in our office. And I remember there was one where someone was here and there was a music therapist and they were playing a song and the person hadn't spoken in years and they heard this song and just started singing. Oh my. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, and, and it's really powerful. And again, it's, it's a, a tool that, ca- that caregivers can use to help improve quality of life and improve cognition. And we want to make sure people know about it. And that's just one of the things that we'll be talking about at the conference on February 16th. Yeah, I, I'm really interested in, in the research uh, end of it too. And what, uh, what kind of uh, advancements uh, you've made, uh, what, what, what are they looking into now, aside from say music therapy? Well, I would say one of the big things that has happened over the last decade in terms of research is that federal funding for Alzheimer's research has increased dramatically. Mm. So in 2012, when the federal government released the National Plan to Address Alzheimer's Disease, federal funding was a little under $500 million a year. It is now over $3 billion in the current fiscal year. So it's, it's grown several times over. It's an issue that Republicans and Democrats have agreed on and have made progress on, which is terrific on many levels yeah um, and rare and rare yeah, yeah. And wow. it shows you what can happen when everybody works together um, but I also think too that while it's, it's tremendous progress we're not at the finish line yet so we need to keep building on that progress our foundation has awarded grants for different research projects as well if, if somebody wants to support that research you can donate by visiting our website alzfdn.org and 100% of every donation earmarked for research goes entirely towards finding a treatment and cure. So if you want to really get in and help as well, that's a way you can do it too. Now, have you heard of, we had a caller earlier today when we were talking about you coming on uh, later in the program uh, that was uh, wondering, she had heard about something, I guess Joe Namath went through it uh, a while back, hyperbaric chamber therapy or something. Um for brain health? Is that something that, that uh, has been researched in America at all? Uh, she said it's uh, big in, like, Europe and Russia. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, um, I, I hadn't heard of it before either. Yeah, no, I, I hadn't heard that. Mm. All right, well, I mean, I, I'm asking. I'm sorry, Judy, we don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, so this conference uh, is for maybe people who already are experiencing this or people who are interested, you know, maybe have older loved ones who aren't having these problems yet, but may. Uh, Is there any way that people can tell that their uh, loved ones may, you know, have, uh, you know, dementia type problems, whether it be Alzheimer's or something else? Well, something that everybody should do is get a regular memory screening. And the reason for that is if you, if you think about all the different checkups we have on our bodies, you check things regularly like cholesterol or blood pressure, sure. different screenings for women and men, but you need to get a checkup from the neck up as well. So it's important that you get screened every year because that can help detect potential memory problems earlier. And with regard to memory problems, not every memory problem is related to Alzheimer's. Other conditions can cause memory problems too, things okay. like sleep apnea, vitamin deficiencies, thyroid conditions, depression, urinary tract infections. You know, so there's a lot of different causes that could potentially 
create a memory problem, but you're not going to know unless you get it checked out. So one of the ways people can do that is we offer free memory screenings every day. We do it virtually. So you, you, through Zoom or FaceTime, it's through secure video conference technology. You can sign up by visiting our website, alzfdn.org, or call our office at 866-232-8484. And what the screening is, is it's just a series of questions. It takes a couple minutes. You do it one-on-one with a screener. And at the end of the screening, you get a score. And if you're above the baseline, terrific. Come back in a year. If you're below the baseline, then the screener would suggest that you go see a physician for a more comprehensive evaluation. It doesn't diagnose any particular condition, but it's an important first step towards finding out that you may have a potential memory issue. So that's one really good way that everybody can be proactive about their brain health. And if someone is experiencing things that are a little out of the ordinary, let's say they're becoming more forgetful or they're regularly forgetting people's names that they should remember or they're having memory loss that's tending to interfere uh, in their daily lives and, and have it getting persistently worse, that's definitely something that you should get checked out as well. And we're speaking with uh, Chris Schneider. He is the uh, I have it right here, Alzheimer's Foundation of America Director of Communications. Now, is there anything someone could do if, if they're in an, in an advanced age um, that helps the memory stay fresh? Any activities that you, that, that you guys suggest? It's a great question. The answer is yes. There are a number of different steps that people can take, whether they're in an advanced age or even if they're younger, mm-hmm. to promote healthy aging and be proactive about their brain health. So things like diet play a good role. Mm. It's a good general rule of thumb that if something is heart healthy, it's also brain healthy. So you want to try to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. You want to uh, try and avoid things that are high in saturated fats, uh, quitting smoking, limiting alcohol, regular exercise. Those are all important lifestyle choices you can make. But something else that's really important for the brain, too, is staying socially active and maintaining social bonds and maintaining relationships and also learning new things. So if you can learn a new skill, whether it's you, know, you start taking cooking classes or you want to learn a second language or you want to pick up a new sport, anything like that, learn an instrument, that all exercises your brain and that helps protect your brain health. So those are all different lifestyle choices that can help reduce your risk of developing dementia. In, in fact, I think uh, there are even apps and uh, books you can find at the bookstore uh, to help you with uh, like mental exercises. So uh, yeah, that's uh, I, I try to do that myself. Uh, all those other things you mentioned, I'm not so good at, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I try to exercise my brain anyway. Um, so tell us one more time about the conference. And, um, when is it and how can partic- uh, people participate? It is February 16th from 10 a.m. to 12.45 p.m. You can sign up by visiting our website, alzfdn.org. It's free. It's virtual. All you need is a smartphone, a computer, a tablet, anything with an internet connection, and you can take advantage of all the different uh, information that's going to be available that day. And if you can't participate or if you have questions that you want to ask in advance of the conference or after the conference, we have a helpline that's open seven days a week, staffed entirely by licensed social workers. You can connect with them at 866-232-8484, web chat through our website, alzfdn.org, or you can send a text message to 646-586-5283. And that web chat and text message features can serve individuals in more than 90 different languages. 
So if you know somebody who is not an English-speaking person predominantly, let's say their primary language is Spanish or something else, mm. they can get help without language being a barrier. So don't be afraid to reach out. If you have questions, you know, get, get information, get answers. That's why we're here. Excellent. He is Chris Schneider. He's the Director of Communications for the Alzheimer's Foundation of America. Chris, thanks for checking in with us, and we look forward to the conference coming up uh, on February the 16th. Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate it. Have a great day. Colonel Gary Clark from the Polk County Veterans Council is here. Colonel Clark, how are you? I'm doing great. Anyway, it's good to see you. Good to see you as well, sir. uh, We're off to, um, you know, starting a year here. Hopefully uh, things will um, will go well. There was uh, some... I know some of the folks out in the, in the audience probably read in the paper yesterday about uh, Brianna Newberg, who uh, right. is headed off to uh, the Air Force Academy. Mm-hmm. Impressive young lady. We interviewed her for uh, for a congressional nomination, and we not only nominated her to the Air Force Academy, we nominated her to the Naval and and West Point as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she's quite an impressive uh, young lady. I think she'll do exceptionally well. And I say all that because uh, for uh, young people out there who might be interested in a uh, congressional nomination or even a senatorial nomination to one of the military academies, we have an opportunity uh, on um, on the 26th of this month of February to um, to have a, a to have an information session where liaison officers from uh, the various academies will be there. We'll have a presentation to tell you how go how to go about the process, mm-hmm. and uh, we're doing that uh, for on uh, uh, Congressman Scott Franklin is is hosting this. It'll be uh, in Plant City at uh, Hillsborough Community College there, at the um, the, the Trindle Center, and the uh, Trinkle Center, and uh, we invite everybody who uh, might be interested, uh, parents and uh, and students who might be interested in getting a congressional nomination. You don't have to live in the, in the district to. To attend the session, uh, but uh, it'll it'll be helpful. And uh, this is a young lady that took advantage of that at one point, and and uh, and uh, it paid off. So uh, it starts at nine o'clock on uh, Saturday, the twenty-sixth. So would encourage folks to, uh, that uh, that are interested to um, to come, and uh, it'll be well worth your while. The is last... that info uh, about that uh, on your website? It is, and it and we've also sent out to all the schools. Most of the school counselors know about it as okay. well, and uh, and we've we've posted it uh, in a in a number of um, uh, of areas uh, through our website, etc. So um, uh, we want people to take uh, young folks to take advantage of that. We've got some outstanding young people in 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 this community. And uh, it's great to see them uh, perform well and uh, and go on to have uh, successful uh, uh, careers uh, both in the academies as well as uh, as beyond. And so we're we're proud of we're proud of that, and uh, we uh, want to keep that tradition going. So that's going on. The, the other, uh, you know, hopefully um, Major League Baseball will decide if they're going to play or not. Right. And, uh, well, we're, that's still up in the air, but. Uh, we're we're hoping to be able to get back on the field again and honor a veteran at each one of the spring training games this year. Um, again, we've had to um, postpone that for the last couple of years because of, of COVID and the rules that Major League Baseball we came down with. Uh, we're still not sure what the rules are going to be uh, and uh, whether we're able to do on-field activities or not. One of the one of the things we try to do there is show off uh, some of our JRTC. Kids at, um, at cadets at um, from the various schools, 
who present the colors before every game, and uh, and and this is a this is an important event for uh, for many of these uh, young people to um, to have the opportunity to to show off a little bit their skills and and what they've uh, they've done. And again, these are I can't say enough good things about the JROTC programs in in the county, and we now have 14 programs. Uh, nice. Davenport started uh, a, a JROTC program this year. And, uh, you know, we have, I, I think we have the, the, the largest number of programs in the state in Polk County. Okay. And uh, there's, again, these are kids that, that make good choices, and we're, uh, we're, we're proud of them. And so I really would encourage uh, the listeners out there, any opportunity you get to support these young people, uh, do it because uh, they're the ones that hopefully Grady will never see. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we we don't. Uh, they're they they're making good choices and and they're being involved and and uh, uh, and and some of them go on to to for um, to serve in the military. And, right. And yeah. That's, that's an important. Not many of them, but 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 a few do. And and uh, but the 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 leadership, the discipline, the character development. Uh, that and the citizenship that they get in the in the JROTC program is is invaluable, and many of them will tell you that uh, when they look back on their high school careers. Yeah. So uh, we're looking forward to hopefully getting back uh, getting back on the field again with with that, and then right around the corner is as you know too is will be Southern Fun, and uh, we had our first um, chairman's meeting on Saturday. Uh, planning for what's coming up on Sun and Fun. And okay. uh, it looks um, a great program, a lot of enthusiasm. Everything seems to be ahead of schedule in terms of, of vendors reserving spaces and, and uh, et cetera. The Air Force Thunderbirds are going to perform, and they've not performed for a number of years because uh, you may recall yeah, uh, the, the, last, uh, the accident yeah. you know, that canceled the program. And, and so... Uh, but but they're coming back, and so we're looking forward to that uh, as well. And then, uh, in addition to uh, to Sun and Fun in April, we're also um, going to have our our <clears throat> seventh mission of uh, flight to honor, taking veterans up to um, to Washington. And uh, we have uh, we have a large number of applications for both guardians and veterans on on this flight, and uh, we're starting to notify those who have been selected to be on the flight. And, uh, so I would encourage everybody out there. If, uh, if you applied to check your email, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's, it's almost like the lottery. I mean, you may, <laughs> you may, yeah. you may be happy, so don't let anything go to junk or to trash or whatever, but right. uh, check your emails. And, uh, so we're starting to, um, we're starting to identify, uh, folks who, uh, to, to, to go on the flight and we're, Everything seems to be uh, lining up for that, and yeah. we we never know what's going to happen in Washington D.C., do we? No, we and do so not. We, <laughs> we're we're hopeful that we can slide a slide in and uh, and uh, and 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 not cause any sort of problems. I don't. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about uh, whether we uh, there's some some uh, restraints uh, man, uh, mandates that are placed on us that uh, that might make the trip more difficult, but. Uh, uh, I've been assured that that's probably not going to happen. So good, we're looking good. forward to that. Well, as far as the Thunderbirds coming too, that's anytime we can get them or the Navy's Blue Angels. It's right. always a highlight of Sun and Fun, and uh, oh, it, it's such a great thing. They don't perform. I mean, they perform in a lot of places, but uh, for us in here in Lakeland, uh, with this uh, fly-in to get them uh, pr- pretty much every year, 
yeah. it, it's awesome. Yeah, it, it it really is, and it's it's um, you know it's a, a real cloud, uh, crowd pleaser, and uh, sure, and and we're always happy when we can get them uh, here. So at uh, Veterans Plaza, uh-huh. do you know this year if they're the um, what's the correct term? The was it the the bombshell ladies are they going to be back? Is it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the bomber wow. girls. Um, I like them. They're 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 invited. Uh, in, in but you may you know the bomber girls started out as a as a group to to honor World War II veterans that came back on honor flights in our flight to honor program, mm-hmm. and uh, and as as the time has progressed, they've gotten a little bit older uh, too, and some have dropped out. And uh, but they've come. You know, it was a group that. Um, from as far as way as, as Sarasota and Fort Myers to uh, St. Petersburg, they came from all over this this group of of ladies, and was um, was a real attraction. But we are for the for our flight this year. We are we are attempting to to have um, bomber girls uh, something similar, mm-hmm. since most of the the veterans will be Vietnam. Uh, era of Vietnam War and Vietnam era mm. veterans. Uh, we we're looking for uh, something that might be more uh, contemporary to that pro- that period. Sure. And um, so and we've got some ideas and we're working with some some groups to do that. So instead of like the Andrew Sisters or the Victory Curls, do like a Goldie Hawn laughing, <laughs> the bikini <laughs> with the painted on tattoos. That, that's yeah, right. Yeah, like that's yeah. right in there. That's, yeah. Well, it's it's uh, you know. But but part of what we want to do too in, in in the whole program is is get young people involved, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and uh, and anything we can do that that encourages the, the young people, and we we really been pretty successful at that. I mean, the welcome home, which uh, is is always the biggest, um, if, uh, the most memorable thing that most of the the folks will remember, particularly the Vietnam guide. Each one of these groups is a little bit different. You know, the World War II guys and gals, I mean, they came home, they took their uniforms off, and they went to work and yeah. built a country. Uh, Korea was sort of the forgotten war, and uh, and a lot of those guys didn't have the, the attention that they needed uh, mentally. You know, they, we didn't have some of the mental support that, um, that, that we have now. The Vietnam guys... Um, you know, when we came back, it was we were called names. It was, uh, you know, we were baby killers. We were, we were all spat on. Kind of, we were spit on, and uh, all that sort of thing. So the the, the homecoming wasn't very, very uh, uh, agreeable to, to to most of us. Mm. Well, uh, you know, when they come back on the flight, and this is what what we we experienced the last couple flights when we come back with Vietnam guys on on there. I mean, there's tears in their eyes because this is the the homecoming that they never got, mm-hmm. and um, and so this makes up in a in in a large way. Mm-hmm. I, I tell you just a quick story if I, if I can. The, yeah. One of the guys that was on the flight uh, two years ago, three years ago, um, he was a Vietnam guy, and he called me the day after I came back, and he says, you know, he says ever since I came home from Vietnam, he was an infantry guy. Uh, ever since I came home from Vietnam, I've had a chip on my shoulder. He says, when we pulled up the ramp that that night last night, and I saw that crowd out there, and I saw that that flag, I lost that chip. Mm. You know, so this is, you know, these are the kinds really of, touches them. Of, of yeah of yeah. of impacts this has. So we really appreciate all the support we get sure. for uh, for this program, and uh, 
uh, we're looking forward to continuing it at least for another couple of years. Yeah, so. and, and uh, you know, I'm sure that people will respond by being there for when they return. Uh, we yeah, every time it happens. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it, it's we're scheduled to get back uh, on the 26th, April the 26th, about uh, between eight and eight thirty. Mm. Um, as we always say, it all depends on air traffic sure. control too. But uh, but we would welcome every, anybody to uh, put that on their calendar and plan to come out. Yeah, and it's it's fun. It's it's a fun event uh, on the ramp. Uh, with uh, with band playing and and uh, and also awesome. it's a party. Colonel Gary Clark, Polk County Veterans Council. Give us uh, the uh, website so people can find out all the information we've been talking about. It's Polk PolkVeteransCouncil.com, PolkVeteransCouncil.com, and uh, you can also leave emails there, and I will eventually get them. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, but, uh, yeah, invite people to, to do that. All right. Colonel Gary Clark, <laughs> thank, thank you, you very much, Colonel Clark. Always a, a pleasure to see you. Likewise. Yes, thank sir. You guys. Welcome with me to the show. The founder and editor-in-chief. Sorry. <laughs> I can't help myself. LKLDNow.com. Barry Friedman is here. Barry? Uh, I was just kidding you. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So anyway, I was going to talk about parklets today. Anyone want to talk about parklets? Let's today? talk yeah, about did parklets. Did anybody know what a parklet I, is? I, I learned what it was on right. Friday. And, and and can you define it? Uh, it looks like it's an extension of a sidewalk. Exactly, and and it's where they are expanding sidewalk uh, dining downtown. So yep. there's two new ones. There's one in front of Fresco's and one in front of Harry's. Mm-hmm. Both on Kentucky Avenue, and the idea is that they can have more tables for outdoor dining. I think there's about 50 new tables between the two places. Um, it's a pilot project that the LDDA, Lake Bloom mm-hmm. Downtown Development Authority, is mm-hmm. putting on. Uh, LDDA paid about $10,000 each, and they are leasing them back to the restaurants for what they're calling nominal fee. I don't know how much it is. Yeah. And uh, the restaurant has to pay to maintain it, and they're going to see how it goes. But, um, yeah, from what I've seen over the weekend, it looks like they got really heavy use, particularly during First Friday and uh, the downtown market. Um, Tim Calhoun from Fresco's put a picture on Facebook with people filling them up on Friday night. That's so. cool. Yeah, That's I saw good. a mutual friend of ours it was one of the patrons of one of the parklets. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh Anyway, uh, it looks like the city is very interested in the idea. They are do- taking a couple of actions uh, today when they meet. They're going to be uh, talking about sidewalk cafes, and one of the things they're doing is removing sidewalk cafes. Now, this gets a little technical from the land development code, and putting them under the jurisdiction of the public works department. And the idea there is that they can have more flexibility. If it's they don't need to go through a zoning code anytime there's any kind of changes, right? And these parklet things, if for some reason they needed to remove them, they're easily removed. Exactly. So and yeah. uh, it's not like a full build out. Yeah. Two yeah. weeks from now, they're going to establish some kind of a fee schedule for future parklets. So we'll be reporting about that when that happens. Okay. So this is definitely like a tip, like a like a trial, like yeah, seeing if they work. Yeah, definitely a trial. Not. See if they work. Let's take a quick call. Good morning. You're live on Meme of the Aim. Who's this? This is Clyde. How you doing, Lynn? What's going on, Clyde? Hey. Oh, you know, while you guys just pull back here, while you guys are talking about initials, that made me think of my brother's initials. And unfortunately, his initials were BM. Oh, no. Oh, that's not good. Not ideal. 
I just, my mother set off and she would have thought better of that had she realized it was not. There you go. Uh, <laughs> All right. Thanks, Clyde. Always double thinking. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. <laughs> thanks for listening. Anyway, as you can imagine, the court of Facebook public opinion had very mixed feelings about Parklets. Did they now? Yeah, there were some people who said, hey, it's a great idea. We like that urban feel. We like the walkability of uh, downtown. But other people said, you know, who wants to eat next exhaust? And what if a car loses control and crashes into it? And then the perennial thing that people bring up is parking. They say, you know, it's taking up a few of the uh, – the parallel parking spaces, but then the other people come back and say, you know what, if you go half a block away to the new Heritage Plaza parking garage, that place is full of empty spaces. Plenty oh, yeah. of parking available. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, you just yeah. have to be willing to walk three quarters of a block to mm. Yeah. Or if you go, I mean, if you want to be really adventurous and go two blocks away, there's free uh, parallel parking. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 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 Anyway, so that was uh, that was uh, probably our most read story this past week. Uh, anything uh, on the agenda this week that's uh, that you're looking at? Not anything really exciting, but a lot of times things pop up that you're not expecting. They're going to be uh, adding some new tenants to the airport, and I think we'll be writing about that. Yeah, um, that's always fun. Sounds good. It's LakelandNow.com. LKLDNow.com on your internet. And that's all of your local Lakeland news and also calendar of events. And uh, Barry is the man behind it all. Barry, thanks a lot. Ah, good being here. And that wraps up this week's edition of the program. Thank you for tuning in and join us again next week for Polk County Today.